Hey everyone, this is Dan, and you're listening to the Holy District Podcast. We are in week five of our Psalm-ish series, and I get to bring the song for you today as well as the podcast and um, reflect on a passage as well. And I had a little bit of a hard time trying to figure out what I was going to talk or what song I was going to pick for you all, Um, because I had to think, like, there's so many that I just kind of go back and I hit and I put repeat on and repeat and repeat and repeat. And I play, when I love or like a song, I just play it. I'm one of those people that plays it over and over and over. And I'll be driving in the car and I'll hit, come to the end and I'll just hit the like back button so I can listen to it all. Because they just, they sit with me and they resonate. So I want to pick a song today that I did this to recently. And um, this is called Heroes by Ben Rector. Um, He is one of Brooke and I's favorite artists, and so take a listen to it, and then we will talk about it afterwards. I miss when I had superpowers My imagination was my friend And it ran wild and free I could waste a couple hours Without a worry in the world Staring at stars out on my trampoline I miss when Andy MacArthur was the fastest Kid there ever was And kid there was ever gone Ken Griffey Jr. was a giant Before parents got divorced And I learned that there was gravity I miss my old I don't know if you're ever listening to a song and it just takes you back um, to a time in your childhood. But I love this song um, because of how it takes me back and it reminds me like in there in the opening when he said, oh, I miss I when I had superpowers. And I remember running around um, with friends thinking we could fly or I was in sixth grade and... Uh, Harry Potter had just come out so we were running around and we were pretending to cast spells um, and thinking that we were actual wizards we didn't like we knew we weren't but it was fun to pretend and to imagine and to be free um, to not be bothered by any heat or cold and I you know like winter time back home where I grew up um, in Iowa it was freezing cold 
And as an adult, I go, how was I ever out there? But as a kid, I never remember being bothered by it. And in the summer when it was hot and we'd run around and we'd go swimming every single day. And I remember that. And it's like, how did I not get more bothered? But we didn't care. We didn't have a worry in the world. And then there's this line, without a worry in the world, staring at the stars out on my trampoline. And I have this distinct memory. We were at a friend's house on a Friday night. They lived out in the country. I lived in a small town. It was like 1,500 people. And you could easily get out into the country and see the the galaxy and see the millions and millions of stars. And it was beautiful. And in the fall, we'd have like um, football games on a Friday night. I was in marching band. I was one of those kids. And so we'd play. And then we'd go out, and then on some other nights when there wasn't um, football, we'd go over to a different friend's house. And I remember being at this one friend's house, and we were all, just the group of us, we were laying on the trampoline outside and just staring up at the stars and talking and dreaming about all the things that we were going to go do. We were going to change the world. We were going to succeed. We were going to be artists. We were going to be musicians. We were going to go and be a famous chef. Um, I think I remember talking about that. I wanted to be a chef. I love to cook. And didn't have a worry in the world, didn't care how things would happen. Um, And he says, and he continues on, I miss when Andy MacArthur was the fastest kid there ever was. Like when you're little and you're racing and you're just like, man, I can't ever beat them. And then Ken Griffey Jr. was a giant before parents got divorced and I learned that there was gravity. And it's like this song is this coming of age story um, where it's like everything that you thought that adulthood was going to be, you're realizing it's not. And everything that you thought that these heroes, these people in your world, that they could do no wrong. And then all of a sudden the curtain kind of gets pulled back and you see like, man, parents do get divorced and heartbreak comes. And then you get older and you start looking back and you're like, I miss that. I miss my old heroes. I think that, like, to me, this relates because our generation, um, we, we don't want to grow up. Like, but I don't think it's the, like, our age is what bothers us. That it's like, oh, like, I'm almost 30. I turned 30 this year. And my back hurts a little bit. And every now and then my shoulder, I woke up the other day and my shoulder hurt. And it's like, physically, I'm getting older. But that, like it says, that's not the hardest part of growing up. It's not getting old. It's learning how the real world goes. And the chorus here repeats that. I miss my old heroes. I had to give them all away. I miss my old heroes. Yeah, yeah. God, I wish they could have stayed. Because it turns out that the hardest part of growing is up not getting old. It's learning how the rural world goes. I miss my old. I miss my old. And I think that's true. As we get older and we begin to reflect on things like it's like we you grow up as a little kid and you think your parents could never make a mistake and they're these um indefensible, no in You know the word I'm thinking of. Like, they're just these heroes in your world. And then if you're like me, my parents got divorced when I was little. And it's like, shatter. Um, 
things, you know, break apart in your view. And you're like, oh, and then people have mental health crises. And you're 12 and you're having to take care of them. And they're supposed to be the ones taking care of you. But now you're having to take care of them. And then you reflect back and you realize, oh, some people did things to me that they shouldn't have. And I got put in situations I shouldn't have. And like that person didn't protect me like they were supposed to. And it's like the people that we thought were heroes, the curtain gets pulled back and we begin to see that they have faults. And I wish I could, we wish we could go back. You know, there's this sense um, in this song. It's like, I wish I could go back. I miss my old heroes. Uh, It was a simpler time. It was easier back then. But in there he says, I miss my old heroes. I had to give them all away. That growing up, uh, we have to, is part, like, part of maturity looks like coming to terms with the fact that people are broken and the world doesn't work the way we thought it would. And there's ups and there's downs and there's good things and there's bad things, but we have to accept it for what it is. And as I was listening to the song, like, I was driving home from Target the other night and the song came on and I was playing it back and I was running these memories through my head And then I was thinking about this episode that I needed to record and trying to figure out why, like, why does this song keep sticking with me? And I think it's because, one, um, I miss the innocence that I had as a kid, and I'm realizing now the disappointment that I'm experiencing. Not because my life is bad, I love my life, I'm so grateful for it, but it's just that realization of, is this it? Like, we grow up and get told, you can be anything you want to be in this world. And then when you get there, you're like, is this it? There's got to be more. And you, if you're like me or any other number of people, you, you chase your career, you chase your job. Um, you begin to chase a house, you chase things. You think, okay, if I get that, or um, I have, I'm married, and like there'll be fulfillment in there. And I love my wife, but there's also a sense of, is this it? And now I have a kid and a daughter and I love her so much. And she looks at me and melts my heart and smiles and uh, I love her. But then like there's moments of frustration. It's like, wait, like, is this it? Is this, this, is this everything? And I'm not using this to point and be like, oh, there's more. Um, Because actually when I think of this, When I think of this song, I think of the book of Ecclesiastes. And if you don't know this book, it's in the Old Testament. It's hidden after the book of Psalms. Um, But it's a wisdom book that is written with a teacher, the author, and then there's a teacher or a critic who is giving wisdom. And Um, He starts off by saying, meaningless, meaningless, everything is meaningless, is how people translate it. But another way is vapor, or uh, the Hebrew word is havel, but it's vapor or um, smoke. Like, it, it comes and it goes. So vapor, vapor, everything is vapor. It's, you can't grasp onto it. It's not solid. And you see smoke, and it seems like it's solid, and you try to grab onto it, but it's not. And 
um, it goes away and like you try to reach out and it just goes through your fingers. And it's talking about life that way of that life it can seem meaningless or life can feel like a vapor. And the way that we are told that things run, you you follow these rules and things work out good for you, is not true. And there are people who get dealt really good hands, and there are people who get dealt really crappy hands, and it's no fault of their own. Uh, there are people who are really wise, and there are people who are really foolish. Uh, and the, the book is like, it's a humbling, sobering reality, and it's depressing, and it's... Um, it's a sober look at this world because it's like the the rich and the poor, the wise and the foolish, they all um, end at the same destination, which is death. And none of us escape that. Um, and it's chance, it's random that these things happen uh, is kind of how the teacher starts talking about it. And he says, and then he talks about there's one thing that is good and it is to look at everything as if it's a gift. And that kind of stuck with me as I was thinking about the song because it's like we're told, you know, we look at our parents, we think they have it all together. And then we grew up and we're like, maybe they didn't. And we were just so young. And like, if you have kids, they're looking at you thinking you have it all together and you know everything. And then they're going to grow up and realize, oh, they don't. And I wonder if some of that's because we weren't told, our parents didn't show weakness. Um, I mean, mine, I realized quickly they didn't have it all together um, because they did get divorced and a um, number of other things. But when I look back, it's just like I see the things that I was promised. I was like, this can't be it. And why do things work this way? You know? And so in Ecclesiastes, the teacher or the critic tries to instill wisdom and he goes on and he compares things and like here he talks about um in ecclesiastes 6 verse 9 but right before this he's talking about um there's another serious tragedy or tragedy verse 1 i have seen under the sun and it weighs heavily on humanity god gives some people great wealth and honor and everything they could ever want but then he doesn't give them the chance to enjoy these things and they die and someone else, even a stranger, ends up enjoying their wealth. This is meaningless, a sickening tragedy. Continue down, and he like does these, he's like, here's this thing, it's meaningless. And then wisdom, enjoy what you have rather than desiring what you, desiring what you don't have. Just dreaming about nice things is meaningless, like chasing the wind. He does this over and over, and talks about someone who is poor, and they um, live in great misery, but they enjoy their life, and then they die. And someone who is wise and they study and they have all this wisdom, but they have no kids to share it with. And it's like life is a circle. It's a vapor. It's a chasing. It's you peel it back like a Wizard of the Oz moment and you see the behind the scenes and you're like, oh, is this it? But at the end, um, you know, he talks, uh, the teacher, the critic talks about um it being good, and he tells people, enjoy your life, enjoy good meals, enjoy good conversations with friends, enjoy sharing and being generous, enjoy beautiful sunsets. That's the beauty of life. Here in Ecclesiastes 11, verse 9, young people, it's wonderful to be young. Enjoy every minute of it. Do everything you want to do. Take it all in. 
But remember, you must give an account to God for everything you do. So refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. But remember that youth, with a whole life before you, is meaningless. Don't let the excitement of youth cause you to forget your creator. Honor him in your youth before you grow old and say life is not pleasant anymore. Remember him before the light of the sun, moon, and stars is dim to your old eyes. The rain clouds continually darken your sky. Remember him before your legs, the guards of your house, start to tremble. And before your shoulders, the strong men stoop. Remember him before your teeth, your few remaining servants stop grinding. Before your eyes, the women looking through the windows see dimly. Remember him before the door to life's opportunities is closed and the sound of work fades. Now you rise at the first chirping of the birds, but then all their sounds will grow faint. Remember him before you become fearful of falling and worry. And skipping down um, to verse 6. Yes, remember your creator now, while you are young, before the silver cord of life snaps and the golden bowl is broken. Don't wait until the water jar is smashed at the spring and the pulley is broken at well, at the well. For then the dust will return to the earth and the spirit will return to God who gave it. And then the author comes back in and they conclude um, and give some thoughts about the critic. They don't let the critic have the last word. Um, and they say everything is meaningless, says the teacher, completely meaningless. Keep this in mind. The teacher was considered wise, and he taught the people everything he knew. He listened carefully to many proverbs, studying and classifying them. The teacher sought to find just the right words to express truths clearly. The words of the wise are like cattle prods, painful but helpful. Their collected sayings are like a nail-studded stick with which a shepherd drives the sheep. But, my child, let me give you some further advice. Be careful. For writing books is endless, and how much study wears you out. That's the whole story. Here now is my final conclusion. Fear God and obey his commands, for this is everyone's duty. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. And so in there, like, you have the critic, and he's giving all of these opinions, and he's saying it's all meaningless, and then he says, your life is out of control, so all you can do is just enjoy it. All you can do is just accept it for what it is. And then um, the author comes back, and he's like, hey, like, this guy's considered wise, but even writing books is meaningless, and being, like, studying, all, spending all your days studying is meaningless. And they both kind of have this similar theme, like the critic says to trust God um, because he knows it's what's right, but the author says to fear God or respect or revere or trust him and follow him um, because and obey God's commands because this is all of our duties. God will judge us for everything we do, including every secret thing, whether good or bad. And so... The call out of Ecclesiastes is for you and I to enjoy our life for what it is, uh, to hold things loosely, to not grasp on to things, and so that when we look back, we can have gratefulness and gratitude. And uh, when we see people, um, to not be a cynic and think everyone is out to harm or to hurt or disappoint but to not be surprised when we are disappointed either. Um, This is the idea that Jesus teaches of being as innocent as doves and as wise as serpents. 
that we are um, we're not surprised when humans act as humans do, which is greedy and mean and oppressive, and we have these really bad habits, but also to believe the best in other people too. And I think that, like, as Ben Rector was saying in the song, that's the hardest part about this is um, not gr- growing up, but it's learning how the real world goes and that people who are famous and wealthy, um, they're experiencing some emptiness. And they that not everything is built off of merit, that people succeed because of their merit, but people get ahead because of their connections. And so our only call, our, the best that we can do, is to find joy and to give thanks to God and practice gratefulness for where we are at. And even if that's hard and things aren't going our way and maybe the, de- the deck we've been dealt um, is stacked against us, that we still we still give thanks because in it, God is still good. And I say that as someone who's experienced some deep pain and suffering in my life. And I don't know what yours is, and I'm not comparing it. But I'm just saying if you have had a difficult time, I get it. And the good news is we also follow somebody who gets it. Because you look at Jesus, and he became human. He gave up all of his divinity to become human. And then died on a cross. And I don't know about you, but I haven't been crucified. But I do follow somebody who has, and I know he understands what suffering is like. Uh, but the other the interesting thing, too, is if let's go back to Ecclesiastes. If you look at Ecclesiastes and where it lands, you have Psalms, which is a book of wisdom, but it's of uh, poems around praising God and lamenting and announcing God's faith, like it's prayers, and then you have Proverbs, which is a book of wisdom of an orderly life, and you do this, and you store up um, fruit, and you will eat, and you um, give to the poor, and things will come back to you. And then you have Ecclesiastes who says, no, all of that is meaningless. It doesn't work that way. Everything is random and chance. You have no control. And then it moves into Job, who like caps the wisdom story where here's a man who with great wealth and he loses it all for some seemingly unknown reason and his friends all come and tell him, he's like, oh, you must have sinned, you must have sinned, you must have sinned. He's like, no, I didn't, no, I didn't. God's going to stand before me and answer some questions. And then God shows up and asks him questions and says, were you there when I made things? And it's like, in that story, God is peeling back the curtain and being like, things aren't as they seem. And the way you think things work, they don't work that way. And as we move into adulthood, or we are adults, and we look back, um, it can be easy to reflect and say we miss our old heroes. And I do. I miss the innocence of childhood. But I'm also learning to be grateful for where I am. So, uh, as you listen to the song, I hope it brings you some good memories. I hope it also raises some disappointment where you're like, man, I haven't dealt with that. So enjoy this song one more time. And 
Thanks for being a part of the Holy District. I miss when I had superpowers My imagination was my friend And it ran wild and free I could waste a couple hours Without a worry in the world Staring at stars out on my trampoline I miss when Andy MacArthur was the fastest Kid there ever was And kid there was ever gone Ken Griffey Jr. was a giant Before parents got divorced And I learned that there was gravity I miss my old study leader had all the answers for living in the big bad world don't know if he still talks to jesus but his wife's remarried now and i think he sells garage doors i miss when i thought chasing dreams were holy magic behind curtains in a sacred place or it was managers and lawyers colored up and cashed them out vacation homes and coastal states I miss my old heroes I had to give them all the way How it was when we were 